for joining us today for When I Grew Up. On today's podcast, I have a good friend that I met in college, someone that I uh, looked, looked up to really as an older sister, and I'm excited that she's sitting down with me today. Um, her name is Haley Henry. Hi, Haley. How are you? Good. How are you, Blair? <laughs> I'm great. Um, thank you so much for um, chatting with me today. I know that you are a super busy person. Not only are you going to tell us about what you do for a living, but you're also um, a boy mom of two and a wife. And it's just, I'm sure it's crazy. So thank you. Thank you again. I'm really thankful. Um, so Haley is here to tell us about the company that she, a little bit that what she does for the company she works for. Uh, she works for a tech company called Ingram Micro. And from what I know and what she's kind of explained to me ahead of time is that um, Ingram Micro is actually one of, or, or the largest, right, uh, technology distributors in the world. Um, so yeah, like, so what do you do for Ingram Micro, <laughs> Haley? <laughs> I know when I tell people like, oh, Ingram Micro, like that, you know, doesn't really mean anything to anybody. <laughs> but um, I'll just give you a little background on Ingram. So Ingram is the world's largest technology distributor. Um, so we do about $50 billion in annual revenue, just to kind of throw out some stats, just to kind of give you, um, you know, just a little context. Uh-huh. So over 33,000 employees globally, operations in 64 countries, partnerships with over 1,700 vendors. So um, that's kind of what Ingram, or who in, what Ingram is. <laughs> and then my role um, is uh, the global marketing lead. Um, so um, I run point on some of our like most strategic cloud vendor lines, uh, like Microsoft, Azure, and Amazon Web Services. So in my role, I actually cover um, five major responsibilities. And I wrote this down so that because it's always yes. so hard to explain my role to people that like um, are not in distribution or not really you know um, in technology. So. Just to make it simple, um, the five major responsibilities that, you know, can cut, my role can kind of be categorized into is, um, managing the vendor partnerships and leading the marketing strategy, um, building the global programs and campaigns for all of the countries to execute in their local markets. Mm-hmm. And then, um, also managing global funding, forecasting and things like that. And then helping activate new markets and then aligning our country um, channel marketing teams to the global marketing strategies that we're putting out. And then I play a lead role in the annual planning and then subsequently the delivery of the, you know, the, the reporting that comes out of it, the KPIs and things on a monthly, quarterly, annual um, business review. Wow. Okay. So like for someone that is not tech savvy, I hear all of that and I'm like, that sounds like a really big deal. <laughs> but I mean, um, so you're saying you're mentioning some big names that I recognize, like AWS and uh, Microsoft Azure. Is, these are all cloud, right? What do you say? What did you say? Uh, infrastructure. Yeah. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, in working with them, you're doing these list of things that you had mentioned before. Um, so, did you know about all of these things? Because um, okay, so I have some context, I guess. Like for me, you know, knowing you in college, I know that you weren't a major that majored in something like this or business or anything like this. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? 
Yeah, so in college, I majored in psych and social behavior, which is not anything related to what I'm doing. And it's, it, I actually never got into psych and social behavior even after I graduated. So basically in college, um, I, I, I was like so, <laughs> I was so like, um, eager to graduate. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, I'm going to just, you know, do what, you know, whatever is, um, is available to me. And at that time, I think, um, even when I entered college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So even the major that I chose, it was very broad. Um, and I, I went to a school that didn't even have a marketing major. So, um, you know, I kind of had to pick and choose what was available to me. So I, I, I tried economics, I tried business and management. I did like, yeah, I, I started a minor and doing this and that. I actually, I think I thought about doing criminal justice. So then I did internships in a law office and like, I just kind of explored. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then at some point, I really liked psych and social behavior. So I ended up um, sticking with that. And at some point, you just have to graduate. So I just kind of finished that in four years and then, you know, graduated. And I was just really eager to get out in the real world. And then right when I graduated, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> they tried all these different things and, you know, I graduated. But, um, yeah, so even when I was looking for my first job, um, I I just prayed and I was just like, God, just place me wherever you want to. Um, and I'll just do a really good job and I'll, I'll do it with integrity and, and you know, just uh, do my best. And I just kind of sprinkled my resume out everywhere into anything that I was interested in doing, like events and marketing and, and all kinds of stuff. And then the first job I landed was um, right out of college was um, in PR. So it was like PR marketing um, in the entertainment industry. Mm. So I started there and then I did entertainment for, uh, um, for a couple of years before I switched into technology. I see. So um, in the, what... So you always kind of wanted to do marketing and PR, do you feel like? Because I feel like actually psych and social behavior does kind of line up with that kind of career path. It, because you have to work with people, know how people think in order to market things well, um, do public relations well, right? It kind of matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does kind of, you know, and psych and social behavior is probably one of those majors that can be used in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, marketing, um, you know, definitely I can kind of um, you know, draw from some of those learnings. But um, but yeah, like it, it, I never went into actually studying um, like uh, like marketing tactics or mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and and I kind of just fell into it. So you had but, to learn everything you know now, kind of on the job. You feel like yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So we'll get, I want to ask you about all that and get into it all. But yeah. before we do, um, before I hear more about uh, this journey that you took in order to get where you are today, um, Haley, can you tell me kind of what your day to day looks like then as a global lead um, in marketing finger micro? Yeah. So just recently we went through um, the entire like fiscal planning. So with Microsoft, their fiscal year is actually, um, it actually starts in July. So um, it goes from July to June and June is the end. Um, so because of the time frame of where we're at right now, um, there was a lot of fiscal year planning. So what um, I had to do um, was uh, look at our, um, our goals. So our goals for the year, what we want to accomplish in this next fiscal year, and then kind of apply different campaigns and things that uh, we would use as a mechanism to get there. 
So um, the day-to-day for, you know, during that period was um, we had a lot of meetings. So my job in particular requires a lot of meetings. So like half of my day is all in meetings. It's not like all day. So like I've had days where I've literally had back-to-back meetings from start to finish. And then I would be like wiped out. <laughs> it's oh like I'm on gosh. phone calls all day and <laughs> video conferences. So so that's that's a typical day, um, and that's that's probably very typical for most of like our team. So all the marketing teams are, are kind of very much um, doing that. So because my role, um, my scope is a global scope, mm-hmm. I actually start a little bit earlier, and then um, there are days where I end a little bit later. So mm-hmm. um, some days, like I have meetings starting at 6 a.m. because I'm I'm on the phone with. Um, EMEA or, you know, I have my counterpart is actually in the Netherlands. So I do a lot of things with her. So all morning long, like we're, you know, getting on meetings together or, or doing things like that and doing planning and stuff. So, so yeah, so we, so that's kind of what, you know, my day looks like. And then in terms of actual, like, um, deliverables and things, we would come up with, um, uh, a set of campaigns that we're going to run that year, um, deliverables and things that we would uh, produce from a from a global entity mm-hmm. that we would then flow downstream to all the local countries so that they can use and then um, and then scale out that um, campaign so that oh. so we're, we're basically coming coming up with all the strategies and all the assets and we give it to all the local countries for them to then uh, execute in country I see okay that makes a little more sense in my head now. <laughs> Okay, I understand. Um, so, like, as far as these campaigns that you're coming up with, uh, where does it start with you, or do you have a team of people that help you execute this? Yeah, so we have a team of people. So we gather together. So I I own a portion of it, um, and then uh, other teams own different portions. So I actually um, have the infrastructure piece. So that's like Microsoft Azure and things like that. Um, and then I, I have counterparts where they will own like communications and collaboration. So they're doing like the office suite or, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, teams, you know, Microsoft mm-hmm. Teams and, and other aspects of Microsoft, the product line. And then, um, and then yeah, all of us kind of collectively come up with our own, own strategies and campaigns for the year and programs and things that we would, we would create. And then, um, that entire kind of set of strategies then kind of uh, become our entire Microsoft strategy for the year. Okay. And then we then communicate that to all the local countries and say, this is a global strategy. This is kind of what we're going to do. And then they kind of fall in line with that so that they can align their strategies in the same way. Okay. So could you give me an example of Mm -hmm. like a campaign, like what it would look like kind of? Yeah. So, um, so one of the campaigns that's uh, pretty cool that we're doing is um, is an is a is what we're calling. Hmm, should I share this? <laughs> oh <laughs> well, yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, um, it's basically an uh, uh, an upsell campaign. So we're looking at um, consumption data of how our partners, so our our customers, um, are consuming Azure today. So let's say if they're doing backup or they're using the storage um, components or things like that, all the different elements that that create that infrastructure, um, then we would look at the um, 
services or products that they're not utilizing today that would be a good fit or a complementary to what they're currently executing. Wow. And then, <laughs> so then we would then take um, that information and we pull that kind of consumption data into like a Power BI dashboard, like a visualization layer um, where we would look at, okay, like so-and-so partners are kind of in this bucket of services and, and we kind of categorize them that way. And then we create automatic triggers so that they start receiving nurture, uh, marketing nurture streams where they will then be educated on, you know, you're not currently using this today, you know, and then we kind of provide them resources so that they can go after their customers um, in a way that they can then start utilizing those services and, and create a more well-rounded, um, like, Azure practice. That is fascinating. I <laughs> know, oh, truly. I'm like, wow. I, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, do you find that cool? For thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, but I'm in the field. <laughs> I don't know if when other people are hearing it, they're like, okay. <laughs> no, no. I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So they're, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, that's what a marketing like campaign would do. It would market mm-hmm. things that aren't being used. That makes complete mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad I explained it in a way that it's not like, what is she talking about? No, no. I, <laughs> okay. and I, I just, I, you know, anything, what I'm learning throughout doing all these interviews too is that there are just so many components and aspects of my life where I just don't think about how it works, you know, mm. but someone is making it work. So that, you know, I can live better. (laughs) (laughs) It's been really cool and really great. Um, But anyways, um, okay, Mm -hmm. so can you kind of take me back to what you were talking about before? You know, you um, wanted to hurry up and graduate college. And when you did, you were like, okay, now what? You put out the resumes and you Mm -hmm. landed your first job in entertainment as a PR person. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear what that experience was like for you. Yeah, PR, well, entertainment industry in itself is, is a lot of fun. It's very, very um, interesting. There, it's kind of like its own world <laughs> because everyone in entertainment actually um, knows everybody in entertainment. So it's kind of, and actually in technology, it's very similar um, because it's very inter-networked. So like just because I'm working at Ingram Micro does not mean like I'm my own um, kind of um, – entity and I don't touch anything else like we work very closely with Microsoft we work very closely with Amazon web services so there's actually a lot of like um cross-pollination of things and even just kind of this like incestuous like relationship where you know one day you're at Ingram next day you're at Microsoft and you work there for a couple years and then you come back to Ingram like you know, they even call that like a second term at Ingram like you know that kind of stuff happens a lot because you're working with so many vendors I see I um see. And in entertainment, it's very similar in like, and that's why networking was so big because, um, you're working with all these different, um, you know, management companies or, um, agencies, like, you know, talent agencies and, you know, all of these different aspects, like, um, the production companies and things like that. So, um, the more networked you are, the better, you know, you can kind of thrive and, and do well in your job. So there's a lot of that too. But um, entertainment industry was really fun because, I mean, it is really like what you would think. Um, you know, I, in a PR role, I did a lot of like red carpet events. So we did film premieres. 
Um, I worked the Grammys twice. I did like People's Choice Awards and SAG Awards. Like we would go to like the people that you see running around in the back in black wearing badges. Like that's what a PR person does. <laughs> so they're taking their clients to um, do um, to do interviews throughout the red carpet line with all these different entertainment media outlets um, that you can get publicity for your client and you know for whatever you're kind of representing. We did a lot of that, so that was really fun. My first job was really cool because I got to learn a lot on the job, um, and um, and yeah, like it was like I, I had the opportunity to work with. Um, it was a small PR company, uh, but I still had the opportunity to um, work with really cool people in the industry. So, for example, like um, we were putting together. Um, a, like a humanitarian awards event mm-hmm. uh, for the first time we were working with some really A-list celebrities and um, I had the opportunity to work with like some of the top like event producers in the entire industry so wow. I worked with producers that were putting on Oscars and Emmys and like and all of these things um, really just kind of running around with them and stuff like that so that was really fun um, especially because I really liked the event space so that was really fun um, and then I kind of transitioned into like production side where, with like, um, like the actual, um, production companies, um, and stuff like that, like my So, um, after you had some time there in the entertainment world, uh, why did you leave? Cause I feel like, um, the Haley I know would love it and continue <laughs> to thrive there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Um, it was definitely really fun. Um, you know, um, I mean, I it, like so even in my first um, my first responsibility when I got to the production company that was with Lionsgate was to work on a Jennifer Aniston movie, uh-huh. and she was like my favorite, like all time forever celebrity crush. Like, <laughs> so like I loved her. Yeah, who doesn't up. love Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So like it was like oh my goodness, like you know this was like a dream job. I really loved it um, and stuff like that. Um, but like when when I was doing that job, I was actually commuting. Uh, from where I lived, which was like Hacienda Heights area, all the way to Santa Monica. So that was like a two-hour drive one way with like with the traffic, the oh LA traffic. Oh my gosh! I was driving very regularly, three, three and a half, four hours every single day. And you can do that when you're single for a while. But I did that for about five years, and then I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Oh, so the awesome. drive was really tough. Um, and then at that time, that's when I um. I was dating my now husband and we were talking about marriage. And then once I got engaged, um, you know, he was working out of Mission Viejo, which is completely the opposite direction. Um, so there was just no happy medium because where I was, the Hacienda Heights location would have been like the middle ground. That means I would have kept doing that same, like, you know, um, distance in commute. So it was just not, yeah, it was just not um, practical for me to do so then we decided, okay, like, why don't I just try to find the job out in the Orange County area where he was uh-huh. so that then we can kind of build our lives out there. And then, yeah, that's kind of what happened. So um, was that an easy transition for you? Like what kind of things had to happen for that, for you to even get a job in Orange yeah. County? Because like you were um, in the entertainment business for a while and I, you know, Orange County is not really known for entertainment. It's more known for its tech 
and right. technology, especially um, where we went to school in Irvine as well. So, right, right. Um, yeah. So were you just like, all right, God, do do whatever you need to do or <laughs> what happened? I was actually like at that time, I think I was really ready for a change. So I was all for it. So because um, I feel like when you're when you're when you're at that point, um, especially like in singlehood um, and, and, and dating life, you know, you've dated a guy for three years. You're like you're ready to get married now. Um, so I was like, okay, like exciting new chapter in my life. Let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'll go wherever you want me to go. Let's do it. So yeah, so I kind of just um, left the entertainment world. Um, uh, and then when I was looking for a job, I basically tried to find jobs that um, still were relevant for the type of type of responsibilities I was I held um, without. Um, it being in the same industry. So I try to find as many like commonalities as possible. I looked at like the job posts and looked at, okay, well, you know, the thing that I did here is relevant for this thing and, you know, kind of doing a lot of that. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I was able to land a job in a web agency and that's kind of how I first started in tech. Mm. I see. <laughs> it was hard. hard. It was hard, though. It was hard to leave because at that time, like, I was also kind of ready for like the next thing because I had been at uh, that Lionsgate company for about three years, and I was uh-huh. like, okay, I kind of want to, you know, um, move on to the next thing and and continue to grow. So at that time, at the same period when I was looking for, like, you know, do I move to OC? Do I kind of stay here? Do I figure out a job that you know I can kind of do, you know, in 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 this area? Um, I was, I was like interviewing at like Warner Brothers and Fox and like going to all these really major studios and things like that. So it was really like, it, it did take a little bit of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm having to leave this behind. Um, but I think at the same time, like because I had something exciting to look forward to, it was much more doable. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, um, in this new job that you got, right, uh, you, had to learn a lot of new things I'm assuming right was it it's still in was it in marketing was it in PR or so this was in marketing um so I had to learn a lot of the um the technical aspects of um of what the company did but the concepts were similar so like the concept was still like um getting you know getting brand awareness and you know doing all of these things um but it was more around like I had to learn and do like a crash course learning on my own to really learn like all the technical aspects of like HTML and you know this CMS and that you know all of these terminologies that I didn't I wasn't familiar with um so I had to kind of like yeah I I had to just learn so I, I did a lot of research when I first got there because you know you you still want to look like, you know, you know what you're doing. It's like, okay. Like, oh, yes, make yes. It. yes. You always say yes. <laughs> you can do it. And then you figure out how to do it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's kind of how I, I really kind of managed to get by. And, and I was able to pick it up, like, um, with the help of, like, you know, just uh, my coworkers and everyone that I was working with. But it was a very exciting experience for me because I, I loved learning it. Like, I mm-hmm. loved learning the technology behind it. So even developing like a mobile app, like what, what are all the different like phases that go into that? And, and, you know, yeah. Wow. 
Um, so I just feel like you just transitioned so well through all of these jobs. And I'm, you know, again, thinking back to um, just the beginning where you just graduated college, you know, for me, you know, all, you're talking very nonchalantly about how you got all these like amazing jobs. But, you know, for people listening, I know. So, okay, again, just the history between you and me and us, we actually served in campus ministry together mm-hmm. um, the first couple of years of um, when I was in college. And uh, I can tell you, Haley is a hard worker and she she like always goes above and beyond. Just some fun facts. Aww. I don't even know if she's going to like be okay with me sharing this, but like um, some really fun facts are like Haley is... Um, she's an extremely good dancer and oh she like, used to like choreograph these dances oh when we were in college. And I just looked up, I was like, wow, like she does it all, you know, like, <laughs> like so cool. Oh my God. Um, I have not danced in so you, long. You, Your body you, goes rigid after you have babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can attest to that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um there's a lot of things like, i i've just always known that about her and even where she's gotten today i know it's because of the work that you've put in but you know for people that are listening and are just really fascinated by your story thus far um i'm curious like do you know what i don't know how else to put it honestly but like do you know what got you in the door like um, was it like good um, interviews or do you know what I'm I, asking yeah 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 um so in entertainment um because you know like I mentioned you have to network a lot so I had to make a lot of like connections and you kind of have to be like um friendly with a lot of people and and you go out to I mean they they actually recommend doing like two to three networking sessions every week so like your network, your that means you're meeting two to three new people every week, right? And trying really? to get connected with them, and yeah. So and that's at a minimum. I've I've seen guys that you know are really aggressive and really ambitious, and they've done like two a night, like like oh they're meeting gosh. like double time, like everyone they can possibly gosh. meet. Yeah. So that that really helps, and that's how I I ended up getting um, leads into all these other like potential jobs because there's a lot of like backdoor ways to get interviews, um, especially in those industries, um, things like that. With um, this, when I was making the transition into web agency, mm-hmm. um, it was, it really was just, um, I, I don't know what it was. Like, <laughs> just, I really just, um, like, I try to cater my resume. And this is something that I actually do, like, uh, when I mentor others that are, um, you know, looking for, like, you know, for career mentorship and things like that, I always say, like, any job that you want to um, go after, look at the job postings of, like, jobs and, and make sure that you're trying to gain the kind of um, experience to meet that job, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're you're kind of working backwards almost in a sense, like, okay, so, like, for this job, I need to be able to do, you know, have this kind of experience, so then you're trying to do all the things that will get you there, so, like, even when you're putting together a resume, like, every resume that I put out was catered to that specific job. So, like, I'm always very, like, um, very, like, cautious of, like, um, even, like, the, the words that, that are in that resume that, you know, get filtered out for all of these things that, you know, these um, HR tools and things now do. Um, you really want to be smart about how you apply for a job. 
And then I do feel like I, I do personally actually get a lot of compliments on my interview skills. Uh, maybe because I've done so many, <laughs> so you know, get out there. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, like I mean, there there are some like interviews where I completely flopped, um, especially in the beginning of my career. And then you know, like I think the more you do them, the more like you know comfortable you get. And then at some point, it's really just talking about like what what experience you already have. Like you're not really um, you're not having to you know kind of like just like fake it till you make it like you're not really having to fake anything because you've actually done all of these mm. things that can be applied so I think it does get a little bit easier later on and then um then I, I think as you grow in your career um the 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 job market changes for you so usually it's really harder like it's it's much harder to get a job when you're entry level because there's a lot of competition but also you're you're lacking a lot of that experience to kind of get you through sure. um so doing a lot of internships and things that that you can just put on your resume is super super helpful um because you will have to have experience before you get that first job mm -hmm. so anything that i was able to put on my resume was really helpful getting that first job and then Secondly, I would say, um, yeah, when you're when you're um, uh, when you're advancing through that career path, um, you now have more leverage for recruiters to find you, right? So, um, making sure LinkedIn is optimized. Like I've always kind of kept my LinkedIn, um, you know, up to date and and put out like the specific types of words that get you know tracked in different systems and things like that because. Um, I want to be very strategic in like the kinds of jobs, job offers that I would get as well. Mm -hmm. um, so my last two jobs, I actually um, wasn't even looking and then recruiters found me. And then they kind of presented me this like a you know, really cool, like, you know, um, yeah, opportunity. And then I ended up taking it. So, wow. So, oh, is that how LinkedIn works? Like there are keywords yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. oh, interesting. I, I've never yeah. used a LinkedIn, but um <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really that good advice. Sense. Thank you. Um, so at Ingram Micro, um, where you are right now, are there any challenges that you feel like you face in your work or um, just in general throughout your whole journey? Have you any had any like obstacles or realizations that have helped you get where you are today? Um, I would say... Um, I think I always try to remind myself when I started, I started with that kind of like commitment to God, like I will do whatever it is with integrity. So I always try to remind myself, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it's, it's really easy to get kind of swept up in the world and you kind of just, you know, um, like go head to head where you need to go, <laughs> you know, just try to like, you know, do um yeah, like uh, compete in a way that um, helps you continue to advance. But I always try to, um, I always try to at least remind myself to like kind of go back to why I even started out in the path that I did because it was definitely not anything that I did. You know, like I said, like I didn't have the education, I didn't have the experience kind of going into the field from the start or even getting the job in the beginning. And then I just kind of worked really hard to, um, continue to just do a good job. So my big thing is like wherever I go, like whatever job I have, I always um, try to, I don't know if 
sounds so cliche, but I always try to do like the best that I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, and, and I think, you know, I've, I've been, I, I've been like recognized for it. So it opens up a lot more doors and it opens up a lot more opportunities for, um, that continual kind of, yeah, advancement and things. And, and I've been able to benefit from that. So that's been really, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that answers your question. But it does, <laughs> yeah. it does. Um, but I guess going back to what you said about, you know, committing um, whatever you're doing to, to your, like you're committing to God and doing everything with integrity, um, was that a struggle for you at times? Because I feel like, you know, I worked in the entertainment industry for a little while, um, as soon as I graduated college. And I think there were moments in when I was in working live television that, um, especially in production or like um, even just on sets of live television shows that I was doing, there were times where I felt like I'd need to compromise certain things of my character in order to get it done. And mm. um, I tried really hard not to. And I think at the end of the day, I realized maybe for me, this is not where I want to be. You know, this is not what I I want to be, I guess. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm curious, were there times in your, even whether it's entertainment or where you are now, where you felt like you were challenged in that way? Yeah, I definitely think um, that's more prevalent in the entertainment industry um, you know, there were a lot of times where um, I would feel uncomfortable because I'm Christian or because, um, you know, like I'm more conservative or things like that. Um, um, yeah, like it, it's definitely a challenge, but I do feel like um, um, I do feel like it's it's. What do I want to say? I mean, it does kind of help you um, hold on to what you need to hold on more tighter a little bit. So I, I was thankful for that, um, you know, and, and but that's that's truly like with any job, I think it's very easy to kind of get swept up and um, and just kind of like um yeah, like the, the things that are right at the surface, things that you kind of need to do. And sometimes, like, even for me, too, like, I tend to be, like, a workaholic. So, like, <laughs> I will, I will like, you know, work work all night. I will, spend, I will, I will you know, like, do all-nighters just because I want to really, like, get this thing finished and things like that. But, um, but being able to have, like, the foundation to be able to be rooted and, and, and make – and, and have a good balance of, you know, being able to make the right decisions when you need to make, when you need to make the right decisions. I think that's, that will be true no matter what job you have. Yeah. I, I do feel like that. Um, so I think, yeah, that was definitely challenging. And then, um, and then, you know, like, um, this is a little bit kind of a, a side note, but like, I think as a, as a mom or as like a, you know, yeah, as a working mom, it's always, I think, more challenging too. Um, so, you know, there are other things that come with that as well, <laughs> but yeah. Wait, but, so yeah, like I'm not a working mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Um, could you tell me some of the challenges that you are facing as a working mom? Yeah, so I felt like 
before I had kids, I was I had more of that freedom to be able to um, unleash my workaholic self. You know, like I could sure, yeah, I could yeah. I could work long nights. I can do whatever I needed to do to you know um, get you know wherever I needed to go. And then once you have children, um, especially for a mom, I feel like it changes. I'm sure for dads too, but for a mom, like um, like it it really changes. Um, how you value work and family, um, and it shifts that a little bit. So you're no longer able to go as strong or as fast as some of the other, like, you know, free people over here. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, it'll catch up to them too. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, I did have, I did feel a little bit of that, like, um, I don't know what the word is in English, but like, I assume, like the, um, like the, Mm, would that be regret? I don't know. Like, you know, like you kind of feel a little bit of that loss. Like, you know, you're, you're not able to, um, if you're always performing at this level, you're not able to perform at that, that level anymore, but you kind of have to like bring it down a notch in order to like bring this up, you know, because you're not having to balance family life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in order to, because now you have other priorities in life, right? So you're not having to balance your 24 hours a little bit differently. Um, so that was a little bit hard for me um, personally because, like, I I want to go, like, all 24 hours every day if I can, <laughs> but, like, I couldn't. Um, so that was a little bit of a struggle and then feeling, like, um, um, uh, feeling, feeling guilty sometimes um, because, like, I... I have kids, but I want to, you know, keep um, prioritizing work and, and things like that. Just just that ju- the juggling was kind of hard. Um, but, but, yeah, it was it was so good. I'm very thankful. Like, I love my kids. I, I, you know, they mean the world to me. So I think when I had them, um, I, I, you know, yeah, like, it just, it just changed. Um, yeah, and then I think... Um, especially like the, the actual physical act of being with the children um, was also, um, you know, a challenge. So like when I had to, I had to actually, um, I, I had the opportunity to work from home for the first almost a year for 10 months with mm-hmm. my first one, Clayton. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to spend time with him until I felt like ready to let him go to daycare. Whereas my second one, um, I didn't have that option. So I had to put him in daycare month three and like oh you know gosh, he was so tough he was exclusively breast that he wouldn't take bottle like both my kids were like that but um so, so there was a lot of like um a lot of um the emotions that came with being a mom having to be at work separated from their child sure. um so I remember because I was breastfeeding um I don't know if this is appropriate <laughs> and then every time like because moms know, like your physically, your body knows when um, your your milk is like when it's time for feeding, yes. right? So every time I would feel that, I would cry at work. Be <sighs> like, oh my god, my son is hungry. Like I'm not with him. He's probably looking for me because he doesn't take bottle. Like you know, so things like that. So it was a lot of like the emotional struggle of like physically, my body feels it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> feels that I'm a mom. Yeah. So that was really hard. Um, yeah, but but all in all, like my kids did did great. Like um, so they were okay and stuff like that. I think um, it's 
nice now that we get to work from home, you know, because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but then I think I'm I'm ready for them to go back. To <laughs> like, oh, this is really nice. every okay, mom in America. <laughs> I think we had our fill. I think we're good. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Man. No, I mean, in my book, You Are Super Mom, I, you know, I catch up with you and stay in touch with you just through social media. And I, I remember that that time of your life and um, just empathizing. I was like, oh, my gosh, how is she doing this? Like, oh, like, but, you know, you but at the same time, I know it's because. Um, not only you love your children, but you also love what you do too. Like you're passionate about what you do. So it's really important. Mm. And so um, on that note, what do you love about your job? You know, we <laughs> talked about the challenges, but like what's, what are some things that, you know, you love about what you do? Um, I really love um, my job in particular. I do feel like I get a lot of exposure to um, the really cool vendors. <laughs> like, I feel like I have the best vendors. <laughs> I love my vendors. <laughs> yeah, but um, I actually really um, enjoy working with Microsoft and Amazon um, and, and kind of seeing, like, the different cultural differences. So it's like you kind of get, um, you kind of get the both best, like, the best of both worlds in a lot of ways because you're getting to um, work with them Um but also kind of represent them in a way and, and but we can still kind of be our own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. And I feel like I've, I've learned so much just kind of being in this environment. And then I love, I think I really love about technology is like, it's so innovative. So um, there are times when like um, I'm learning about different, like, um, like IOT, which is internet of things or like AI enabled, um, you know, kind of, yeah, like it's just, it's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, you really see the impact that it has on the future um, and things like that, which I love. Like, I love that innovative aspect of it. Um, whereas, um, you know, someone told me that marketing in the tech industry is like marketing two years ahead mm -hmm. and then um, marketing in like, like healthcare or something like, or hospital. Or, I forget exactly what the, Thing was but this person was in that field <laughs> but she was saying like you know marketing in, in that field um even though you're doing the same marketing you're two years behind so it's like you know you're where you are what industry you're working in really does make a big difference mm -hmm. in the type of things that you're doing even in the marketing role um i really feel like i get to um, benefit from that and it's been really fun that's yeah. awesome that's so cool. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry to backtrack, but oh, like yeah. I wanted to ask you before, and you had mentioned it before to me too. Um, like, did you from your entertainment days have any cool red carpet like stories? <laughs> Because because I feel like, you know, that's like the juicy stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the juicy stuff. So I can tell you, like, um the I mean it was it was really fun like getting to see all the celebrities and I can name drop and say like, you know, I worked with like yeah, Jennifer Aniston, Joseph Gordon Levitt, like Charlize Theron, Meryl Streep, like you see all these people like in, in, in real life um so it's like oh my goodness this is what they actually look like you know up front and you know up close 
Um, so that's obviously like, you know, that's, I think everyone thinks, you know, entertainment is, is fun in that way because you get to see the celebrities. But, um, there was just, so my first, uh, red carpet premiere with, um, on the Jennifer Aniston movie when I, when I got to, um, that production company. Yeah. Is, um, I had food poisoning that day. Um, and I was kind of getting ready to go to the premiere because I was working the carpet. Um, and, <laughs> and on my way, like I had to pull over like <laughs> multiple times to like throw up. And I literally, oh, I remember getting to like a, I think it was a Rite Aid or something right before I turned into the, um, premiere location. And I was, I was literally like, running and I said, where is your restroom? And they're like, right around the corner. And I didn't make it around the corner. And I just like, uh, all oh, over the like no. floor. But then I was running late for my premiere. So I was like, I'm so sorry. I have to run. <laughs> because like, you know, like in entertainment, everything is so fast. Like you're fast paced. Like you, you see those, like, you know, um, you see movies, you see like, um, entourage and things like that it really is like that in a lot of ways right so like you have to go 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 <laughs> and I'm like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I gotta go I ran and I got to the premiere site and I felt like I was better because I had already thrown up like three times by that point and I was like I feel like I've gotten everything out of my system that I possibly could and then right when the premiere was about to start and Jennifer Aniston was walking down the carpet and she had just arrived I literally was like oh my god I feel it again and then I like I literally just turned my body and just like, no. <laughs> it was like so embarrassing. And then my, my manager was like, you need to leave. <laughs> so like, and I couldn't even drive. I couldn't, it, it was, I was like, I was pale in the face. Like I don't even like, I think I like almost blacked out at that point. I was like, I, I barely called someone to come pick me up and like, I finally made it out there, but I couldn't even like walk. Oh, and I was goodness. so sad because I missed the opportunity to tell Jennifer Aniston that I was a big fan and I had been working on her movie. Yeah, I had in my head too. I was like, <laughs> but that's a story that I will always remember. <laughs> yeah. I had in my head, I was like, at the after party, I'm going to go up to Jennifer Aniston and then just say like this really cool thing and just say, hey, Jen. Like, <laughs> but no. Oh, man. Yeah, and I was so young Lux. back then. I was like so like giddy. Yeah, but but yeah. So that was that was a uh, memorable. I don't know if it was fun, but it was a very memorable time in my life. That is crazy, man. Food poisoning <laughs> sucks. First of all, and, like I can't even believe. I mean, I guess because you have to go. You can't just be like. Yeah, Sorry, I can't make it until yeah. you get there and you actually show them. Look, I'm really sick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and even if I was sick, I think like if my manager would have let me stay, I would have probably stayed. If I could have, st- if I could stand up, I think I would have stayed. Right, right. I, I can still do it. Yeah. <laughs> Workaholic. It's okay. Workaholic. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just pop a breath, mate. Yeah, but yeah, entertainment was definitely fun in that way. And then like even at the Grammys, it was really fun because um, you you see people like Beyonce, like, you know, these people that don't look like, you know, real human, like like, (laughs) walk by you. I walked to Drake and his grandma down the carpet. It was really cute. (laughs) Drake was really sweet to his grandma. And then so I would like take them like saying like, okay, so this is ABC. This is, you know, E Entertainment, whatever. And then I would kind of like take them through. So that, that kind of stuff was really fun. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it's one of those things I think that you can, you can really enjoy when you're young. And then 
you know, like you, you've kind of got, got it out of your system and you can kind of move on and do um, even more cool things in technology. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I feel yeah. like um, everything you shared today about your current job, too, is um, so cool. Like, just a, that's the word for it for me. It's like, that's so cool that you get to be a part of this growing technology that is so innovative and that is extremely current to every single mm-hmm. person, I feel mm-hmm. like, listening um, today. And so, um, again, thank you so much for your time. Oh, Something I ask all of my guests that I almost yes. forgot to ask because I got distracted by Jennifer Aniston and you throwing <laughs> up almost on her. <laughs> um, is, yes. You kind of already shared some advice that you had um, about just, you know, applying for jobs and, th- and things like that. And I felt like that was extremely sound advice. But I was wondering, and I do ask all my guests, um, is there anything that maybe you would have done differently knowing like y- this is where you would be today? Um, if you could backtrack and like, is there anything you would have changed or um, to add to that, is there any advice that you would give to anybody that would be interested in working in a field that you're working in right now? Yeah, so I 100% always like have my go-to thing is like experience what you like and you don't like, like experience it when you can. So um, especially like in high school and college, when you have the opportunities to do internships or part-time jobs or whatever it is, like you don't know what you, what you don't know until you actually do it. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was like that law office that I worked in. I always thought like my parents, of course, you know, being Asian parents are like, oh, like, you know, be a doctor or a lawyer, you know, like pick. So it was kind of like, okay, well, let me, let me try it out just because I felt like law was interesting. And then when you actually get there, it's like you realize what's not really a fit for you. So it's the more things you get to experience, I think the more um, eye-opening it is for the things that you actually like to do. Um, so I, I I really always recommend that for anyone um, just to just to try it out. If you're thinking about like you know a field in HR or whatever, like try an internship, like try a part-time job, anything that you can offer up your services for free because it's a it's much easier to get those. Um, at a student level when they're offering it to you for educational purposes than when you've graduated and you're now looking for a job and now, you know, they're obligated to pay you, but you don't have the experience. So, you know, you're much less qualified than, um, you know, the person that had the experience. So things like that, I would say definitely go and experience. Yes. And then I think if I would have experienced it earlier, then I would have known sooner that I would have wanted to go into the marketing field. So I could have probably... Um, pick the right major or, you know, things like that, that I didn't know. But I think that's why stuff like this is really good because for, for, um, you know, someone that's looking into different career paths, being able to educate themselves on the types of jobs that are out there, like you, you actually don't realize there's so many jobs out there so that like, you know, like you've never heard of, but then there's actually like a whole you know division dedicated to it. And it's really cool. So. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for your time today, Haley. And um, if you enjoyed this podcast, this episode today, I encourage you to reach out. You can DM us on Instagram or email us at podcastwigu at gmail.com. That's W-I-G-U. And I'm sure if you have any questions, Haley would be okay, right, to answer them. Um, She's super helpful and super amazing. So I know that she would be glad to connect with you. Um, Thanks again for listening, guys. Um, Until next time.